Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. I am chatting today with Roxanne Gauthier. She's been in and around the CrossFit community for about six years now, and uh, I've wanted to have her on the podcast for a while because seeing her over the years just progress as an athlete and an individual has been pretty amazing. So kind of watching from the sidelines, whenever we've hosted an event or if we've, you know, there've been competitions in and around the city, just seeing her grow as an athlete, um, you know, mentally, physically, just seeing how her body's changed uh, as she's become more competitive and consistent with training and just her attitude and mental side of things. And uh, I really got to see that last year when a group of us had gone and done the Dakota games in, uh, in North Dakota, it was a hell of a fun trip. We had a great time and, um, yeah, I kind of wanted to get her on the podcast and kind of pick her brain about what it was like, you know, starting off in CrossFit. She's become a coach at CrossFit Steinbeck over that time as well. And, um, yeah, we've got a, a really good show plan. So hopefully you guys like this. If, uh, you have any questions and you want to reach out to us, send us a DM, If you can go to the iTunes store and rate us, that would be awesome. Hopefully it's a good rating. And we thank you very much for making the time to listen to the Better Than Yesterday podcast. Thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Star Strength and Conditioning. We believe that by creating positive habits in sleep, mindset, nutrition, relationships, movement, mobility, and training, you have the ability to become better than yesterday. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another podcast here, Better Than Yesterday podcast, hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. Today, I have Roxanne with me. She's been in the CrossFit community for, I don't know, how long now? Uh, oh <laughs> Since my goodness. you were three, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, no, I think, I think it'll be six years in January, actually. Has it been? Okay. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's pretty great. It's crazy. So you teach? Oh, it's all I was, good. I was so scared of this happening. The bones are look. done. Winnie, look. <laughs> look, a bone. Focus. Bone. I just yeah. gave it to you five minutes ago. Yeah. So, yeah, you started about six years ago. And, um, you know, now, so you coach at CrossFit Steinbeck in Steinbeck. Yeah. And yeah. maybe, like, tell us a little bit about how, how you got into CrossFit to begin with. Um, okay, this is the, it's probably the weirdest story, just, um, I had just moved to the Steinbeck area, um, I lived in St. Pierre, which is like, I guess 20-ish minutes from, from Steinbeck, but, um, my now husband was in the brokery, which is about 10 minutes from Steinbeck, and, um, I moved in with him, and I just found that I was kind of stuck in a rut, like, I didn't know anyone in the Steinbeck area and I would just go to work, come home, go to work, come home. And I was basically just bored. And somehow I came across CrossFit. Um, my friend was going to a gym in St. Pierre and she told me she like raved about it. And she said, the workouts are like CrossFit type workouts. I'm like, what is this CrossFit? Like, so uh, I looked it up online at found it on YouTube. I was like, okay, this is cool. So I literally typed CrossFit gyms in Steinbach, found CrossFit Steinbach. Um, I hit up a trial class with Anik, my sister. Um, uh, I think that same week. And then we started our on-ramp on Monday. Cool. So you liked it that much. It was like, let's go. Yeah, Yeah. it was. Yeah. It was uh, after the first trial class. I was like, yep this is this happening okay um, so what's yeah. what was your athletic background like prior to to jumping in and, and doing crossfit did you do stuff growing up were you active or did you play sports yeah um so i was never really one for team sports like um like even in high school like i hated volleyball i hated badminton like anything that you <laughs> had a team um but i was pretty competitive speed skater from the ages of 10 started at 10 years old uh and then i i stopped one when i was about 16 okay wow so that's a good good six years yeah so what yeah so why'd you get into speed skating how, how'd that happen 
Um, so we lived in Iqaluit at the time. Where? And uh, Iqaluit. Where's that? In Nunavut. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so we lived there, and um, a couple of friends that I'd met uh, at school, they were into speed skating, and I had never really heard about it. And um, I think like the cost of registration was something ridiculous, like 50 bucks for the year. So my mom was like, yeah, sure. Go try it. Like do whatever you want. Um, and I just like, I loved it. Um, I think that I, and it's so funny because looking back now, it's like, this makes sense. This is probably why I love CrossFit so much is because as a speed skater, it's just, it's all about you. Like you're trying to be faster than you were in your last race. You're trying to beat your 500 meter time. Like that's the same as CrossFit. You're trying to like, you're trying to PR your friend time by whatever you can. So even a second, um, <laughs> even if man, a second on your, yeah. on your friend time or a second on your 500 meter rows, like, yeah. yes, this is great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's funny looking back now. I'm like, Oh, like, this is why I'm hooked across it because it kind of gives you like a similar, similar feeling as speed skating did because what I loved about speed skating was like, I guess no one was really counting on me. It was just, just me. Like I'm just trying to be better. Um, And do you like that? Do you like that pressure? Just like on a team? No, like even just like oh. doing it, doing it for yourself, like the speed skating. Do you like, do you feel like there's a lot of pressure or do you feel like, yeah, you know what? Oh, I'm just going to go out and do the best I can. Or are you pretty, like some people are so hard on themselves if they don't, you know, perform up to their standards. It, it kind of depended, depended on the race. Um, I know like certain races were qualifiers to, like move up to um, a bigger competition, then I would kind of put a little bit more pressure on myself. I was like, okay, like you need to get it together. Mm -hmm. And like you, and I had a specific time in mind that I wanted to get. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, I like, if you get this time, like you're probably going to get a spot to move on to this big competition. Right. Um, But no, a lot of the time, and obviously I was, a little bit more of an immature athlete at that point. Okay. Like now I'm just like, just do the best you can. And that's, that's all you can, that's all you can really hope for. Right. Um, but and yeah, that- no, I, I think I thrive on um, like pressure for myself. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I know some people are just super stressed out anytime. Like, did you get stressed before competitions, whether it is like CrossFit now or speed skating back in the day or? Um, more so CrossFit now. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I think I care about it more. Okay. Because um, you put a lot of time and effort into it. Like, yeah, I, and... I put a lot more effort into CrossFit than I did into speed skating. Okay. Um, speed skating was kind of... Like uh, once I worked through the couple of kinks in my skating technique, I was pretty decent right off the hop. Mm-hmm. I was not pretty decent <laughs> when I started CrossFit. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think anyone is. Most people aren't. No. So I've had to work hard to, to get where I am today and I still have to work hard to get where I want to be. So yeah, okay, I well. think I just care more um, about CrossFit. Yeah, that's so let's talk about that because you've you've come a long way in six years. And I think, yeah. you know, for a lot of people that maybe are just sort of getting into it or that walk into the gym and maybe see what you're doing and, you know, some of the other coaches and your sister and stuff like that. Um, and I know it happens here. People walk in and, oh, like, you know, I wish I could do that or I want to be able to do that. Like, teach me to do muscle ups. And it's like, okay, well, first, do you have any strict pull ups? Let, let's see that. Yeah. They might not have any. And oh, let's see if we, you know, how are you on the rings and like zero stability yet? And right. it's like, you know, it, it takes a while to get there. So I know, you know, tell us yeah, about I, kind of that progression. And I think a lot of people, um, especially like, I've already had comments from 
maybe newer members who are in fundamentals or um, just getting out, out of fundamentals and maybe I'm doing something like um, butterfly pull-ups or um, handstand walking or like um, snatching with the big wheels on or something like they're like oh I'll never be able to do that I'm like what like do you think I walked in here being able to do that um but no like I walked in and oh my goodness I was I didn't have a strict pull-up I like my legs were already strong from CrossFit or uh, from speed skating yeah um but man it took me I was not the image of like health and fitness. That's for sure. No. Um, it, yeah, I just like, I think it took me three years just to get a strict pull up. Right. So okay, people need to yeah, realize it takes be time patient. It takes so much time, takes so much work and you just got to put your head down and do it. And, and um, so how many days a week were you training kind of when you started out there? So my first month I did three times a week and then after that I'm like no let's do it not enough five, not enough. five days let's yeah. go five days a week okay. um so basically right off the hop I've been averaging training five days a week I would say okay and then how how long after did you become a coach um just under two years I'd say I got my I got my level one in August of 2016. So that was about a year and a half after okay. starting CrossFit. And then um, I just shadowed um, other coaches for, I guess, August, September, like four months. Um, and then November 2016, I was coaching by myself. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So how, what, what made you want to go into coaching? Cause you're, well, first of all, you, you work full time now and yeah. maybe, maybe, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Um, so full time, I am a court clerk, um, in Steinbach. So I, well, not right now because of COVID, no. but normally, um, I sit in court and I'm in movies or TV shows. I'm the one that's right beside the judge, um, typing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, drink court. I just type everything and record um, what's going on in court. And then afterwards, uh, any, any paperwork that needs to be done, um, whether that's releasing people from jail, sending them to jail, whatever it is, that's me. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. All the good stuff. Um, hey. Yeah. So and then, court, court clerk by day, crossfitter by night. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then how did that work? The, you know, you were a court clerk when you became a, a coach as well? Um, no, no, I, I was still working at a daycare. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I was still working at the daycare. Um, for men. Yeah, for the first little bit of coaching. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So. And then, so what made you want to become a coach? Um, honestly, I just, so at the time, I was kind of starting to, well, I thought I was kind of starting to figure out, um, like, I was getting better at snatching. I was getting better at clean and jerking. I was getting, I was starting to get, um, I think I was starting to get pull-ups and toast a bar and I'm like, man, like if I could save someone from making all the mistakes that I did along the way and like helping people figure it out, um, like faster instead of, or like giving them my tips and tricks on, um, just being more efficient. Um, like man, that'd be awesome. So then I'm trying to think. I think we had one coach quit and Colin kind of put it up there like, oh, if anyone's interested in coaching, like looking in uh, your direction, <laughs> just like anyone. Uh, he probably, I, I don't know if he ever thought that I would coach. No. I never, I never asked, but yeah. So then 
it's funny because me and my sister started CrossFit together. We both expressed interest in coaching at the same time. Yeah. So people probably just think that we're joined at the hip at this point. And I mean, they're not wrong. No. But yeah, so I told Colin I was interested. Colin's our gym owner. Um, And yeah, shortly after that, he's like, yeah, if you want to start shadowing some classes and then a couple months later got, or yeah, it must've been a couple months. I went to Minneapolis, got my level one. There we go. The rest is history. So, yeah. So you, so obviously like you and your sister, you know, are CrossFit coaches and Nick was coaching here for a while too, before COVID, before the first, first lockdown, cause we're in the second <laughs> yeah. one right now. Um, and then now I know she's focusing more on uh, massage therapy. So she's working her butt off at, at finishing that up and getting that done. Yeah. So are you two, like, are you two super competitive? Like she probably won't listen to this. So you can just like say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? No. No? Like, I think, um, like, you're not like my snatch looks better than yours or you know. no, no, we're more, I find we're more so encouraging. Like, um, it's like, Oh, well if I can snatch 150, like you can snatch 150, like let's go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's never been competitive. I just, yeah, I just find we've always been um, supportive, really encouraging and supportive of one of each other or one another. Um, That's cool. Our numbers have always been, it's funny, our numbers have always been very close to each other. Yeah. So it's like, for a while, I remember like, I don't know, let's say her clean and jerk was like 125 and I'm like, I'm like okay, like, then mine was 130 and then hers would be 135. So it would be like just baby increases. Yeah. But we've always been like pretty, even to this day, we're pretty similar in our list. Um. Oh, no, that's cool. I, I don't think we've ever really been like competitive um, against each other. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, like negatively against yeah, each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's cool. So you've, I don't know how many comps you've done now, but usually like anytime we hosted one, you'd usually be there and uh, yeah. you've, you've partnered with one of our coaches here, Allie, you two seem like anytime, anytime there's like a partner comp, it seems like you two are like joined together. Yeah. What, um, what, what do you like most about competitions? Um, I honestly, I love it. This seems to happen every competition. It's like, I always do something that I never thought I'd be able to like, what comes to mind is um, like the last one that you guys hosted. I remember it was the, it's the one that had thrusters pull up, uh, thruster, chest bar, thruster bar muscle up. Okay. Yeah. Fantasy uh, land. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh man, like my bar muscle ups are kind of like, they're really hit and miss like, and so are alleys. Um, I'm like, okay, you know what? If I can just bang out singles, like that'd be great. And then all of a sudden I'm busting out like sets of three and I'm like, what is happening? Like, so I just, I love leaving a competition and just having something that like I never thought I'd be able to do or like that surprises me. It's like, um, and I just love, I mean, not at the time, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I love, um, having a, like a weakness exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time it's frustrating. And sometimes I'm like, Oh man, like, why am I doing this? Like I remember at undefeated, I think it was the first competition me and Allie did together. Um, the one at undefeated and the final had strict handstand pushups. Yeah. And I just remember being like, okay, like seven minutes of me pathetically trying to get, reps in and they're not going well I'm like trying to get my hands as wide as they can and everyone's yeah. watching me and this just sucks but yeah I mean I don't know if I would have ever worked so hand uh, so hard on my hands and push-ups had that not happened um, how, how are they now do you like they're 
<laughs> yeah, I, oh, I, I don't even know. Um, they've improved yeah. significantly since then. Yeah. Um, they're still not a strong, strong suit, but I mean, but last year at Dakota, yeah, yeah, last year at Dakota Games, I can't remember what that event was, but like, I was able to get the reps in, like. Mm-hmm. They were not pretty. They were still probably singles and doubles, but wasn't, like, wasn't it like building to, was it the deadlifts and handstand pushups and wall balls or something like that? Or uh, I can't remember. I remember there's, I think it was deadlift. There's for sure deadlifts and handstand pushups. Yeah. Um, there might've been toes to bar in there as well, but was yeah. that with the buy-in the handstand walk buy-in? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's all it was like a hundred foot, hundred foot handstand yes. walk buy-in. Yeah. And it's just like, then yeah, after that event, handstand. I was just like, man, like my handstand pushups have come such a long way. Like, yeah, I probably still got last place in that event, but yeah. I got, I don't know, I got multiple rounds in, yeah. which would have never happened even just a year before that. So that's awesome. So what yeah. is, yeah, we, we went, there was a group of us that all went to the Dakota games last year, which was, it was so much fun. Just even the, the so trip, fun. the trip. And then, uh, <laughs> and anytime, um, post Malone circles comes on, it just reminds me. I'm glad it's not just me. Every time I listen to it, I, I'm like, I just want to text Ben and tell him I miss him. Yeah. Or like, um, anytime Backstreet Boys comes on, I think yeah. of you now. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so, so let's talk about the comp. Um, so when you compete with somebody, so if it's a, a partner event or, you know, something like that versus Dakota games, you went in as a solo, um, what was it? Uh, a solo oh. RX athlete. Right. Um, sorry. My screen my yeah, zoom just, just, it just froze a little bit. It's all good. Um, Sorry, I, what was your question again? <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was, you know, I guess, what do you like better? How, how do you, what do you think are the biggest differences? Like in a, in a partner uh, comp versus like going and hitting like Dakota games as an individual RX athlete last year. Yeah. Um, I think that like competing with a partner, I probably have more fun um like leading up to it I'm I'm less stressed leading up to it because um let's say for example like um ring muscle ups come out and maybe I'm not great at ring muscle ups but I know Allie is or whoever my partner is let's mm-hmm. I mean realistically it's probably going to be Allie yeah. <laughs> um then it's like I'm not so stressed about making sure that my ring muscle ups are perfect or hammering them to make sure that um, I can, I can do big sets or I can do them in my sleep. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's like uh, the preparation, like leading up to it is uh, a lot, a lot less stressful um, versus like preparing for Dakota games. Like that was hard Mm -hmm. um, because it's like, you want to make sure you need to work on everything. Yeah. Like, cause okay, you don't have anyone I'm, you can help, help, that you can have, help you, right? You have no one else on the floor. Like yeah. it's just you. Um, so I remember I was just hammering hands and walking and, um, like any kind of pulling strength. Yeah. Um, so that was hard leading up to it. Cause, it's like you hammer it, you hammer it, you hammer it. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. Um, so you just have to really make sure you have a good attitude going into every training session because they're not all going to be great. Um, I mean, even just in general, they're not all going to be great, but especially leading up to a competition, uh, I really had to make sure that my attitude was in check. Yeah. Um, but then uh, like, well, the feeling I was describing before with a competition in general is just like being surprised at what your body can do. Like it was like that times a hundred after Dakota games. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, yeah, you had, 
it's just you on the floor. So already I think just signing up for Dakota games was a victory because it's like you're going in and you know that no one's going to help you. Yeah. Um, and I had actually qualified the year before uh, and I, I totally chickened out. Um, I qualified, I thought about registering and I decided not to. So, so do you, do you regret fact. that not registering then and seeing, you know, seeing yeah. what you would have done? Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have been a good learning experience. Um, at the very least, like would I have done well, probably, probably not. I had, um, bigger holes then, but that, I think that would have just been cool. Um, and a good experience, right? Like, yeah, exactly. I had uh, I had a member that said he wanted to um, train for a competition next year, and he's been with us for <clears throat> I guess about a year and a half now, and um, he's got you know for for body weight exercises and stuff like that doesn't have strict pull ups yet, and um, and I thought that's super cool like wanting to do a competition, and I'm not someone who like I don't force or push anyone to do one like you. Right. Don't, you don't ever need to do one. You can just come to the gym, have fun training and see progress that way. And then there's some people who actually like want to get out there and step onto the competition floor, which is, which is yeah. great as well. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. And I said, okay, like let's, let's talk about like, what would your goals be for this? And he's like, Oh, I want to, I want to represent Stark really well and, and get a podium spot. And I'm like, I said, I would rather you go and just, have a good time and have fun with it than worry about getting a podium spot. Like anytime you're going to go and try something new, go and do it to have fun with it without the expectation of like having to perform at a super high level yeah. because you don't know who else is going to be showing up for that competition. You don't know what the programming is like. It's not like a 5k exactly. run where you know you're going to be running 5k. Exactly. And, and it's just like, go and have fun with it. And then uh, he responded back with, Oh, like that's that like really makes me less stressed about it. I'm like, yeah. not, you're not being judged on your placement or whatever. It's more so about, mm -hmm. you know, how you, how you co go and conduct yourself. And if you don't lose your shit on the floor because you can't do exactly. something or whatever, like that's, what's more important to me than, you know, you getting on the podium. Oh, totally. Like, I think that even just thinking like if I would have went into Dakota games last year and been like, um, I want to fiddle, I want to finish, um, middle of the pack, like, Oh my God, the girls that showed up at that competition, like insanely talented girls, like yeah. so many of them had been to sanctionals or regionals. And I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, there are some badasses like, there in all I'm categories. Like, this, is, this is my first w yeah. competition by myself. Like, yeah. So I, it would have been so easy, like so easy to be disappointed in myself. Um, it, like if I had put that much pressure on making sure that I didn't finish last place, mm -hmm. like just go do your best. Yeah. Don't cry. Don't <laughs> throw things. Don't yeah. throw your lifting belt. Yeah. Um, and Only yeah. after a PR. You can do it after a PR. And yes. <laughs> what, you, if you PR at a competition, you slam yeah. that bar, you throw your lifting belt, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's no, that's, yeah it's a good attitude to have and it's, you don't know, like you said, who's showing up there and how, yeah. how well, long they've been doing it for. Like you get some people who have been doing this for like 10 years already. And it's just, they've built yeah. such an amazing wide base at the bottom of their pyramid that it's like, yeah, it's, it's taken time to get there. Like, think you've been doing this for six years. Like, you know, you keep it up and in four more, it's like, you're already a badass, but you're going to be even more of a right. badass then, right? Exactly. And so. like, you never know what people's, fitness backgrounds were like yeah if, if people i don't know if the programming is like a little bit gymnastic based no and half the field has a gymnastic background well there's that right yeah and all you can do is your best so yeah no for sure and yeah i think that's a good attitude to have so so you were just talking about like gymnastics background and stuff like that and that definitely um, if you've got that gymnastics background, like strength to weight ratio and all that is, is huge. Like that helps yeah. big time and having that body awareness. So you're someone who I, I think about when it comes to like, when someone starts doing CrossFit and is consistent with it, um, like 
your body composition has changed so much and like you've gotten like stronger and leaner and more defined and like maybe do you want to talk about that a little bit because that it's like it's been such a cool transformation to see (laughs) you like over the years like and it's incredible thanks thanks um yeah so I mean like I said earlier when I started I was uh definitely not like the image of health and fitness like um I'm trying to think how old I was but like I said I quit speed skating at 16 years old um I didn't really do much after that and then I basically I started working so I started waitressing so it was like um longer evenings and then I really in high school and even a couple years out of high school I my main priority was hanging out with my friends Mm -hmm. um so there's a couple years that very poor lifestyle choices like probably drank a little bit too much alcohol didn't eat the best quality foods and it caught up to me um like punch in the face like all of a sudden I was like wow like what happened and then yeah just I was bartending um so just all around not making great choices so bartending, waitressing, eating a lot of restaurant food and stuff like that, because that's right. what's around, right? Like you weren't packing a lunch yeah. to bring to work. No, I was <laughs> like, oh, um, it's like 10 p.m. I haven't really had supper. I should order something from the kitchen before it closes, right? Yeah. It's just convenience. No. Um, and then, yeah, not. I was also in university, so I was bartending until like 1, 1 or 2 a.m., and then expected to be in class at 8.30 the next morning. So, I mean, you can count how many hours of sleep that is or how many hours of sleep that wasn't. Yeah, Um, sure. Yeah, so then being – then when I started CrossFit, um, obviously exercising, it it helps a little bit, um, but after – a little while I started well because I'm sure you guys do this too is you just want to educate your members on like what are healthy what are actual healthy foods like it's not the lean cuisine frozen meals that you buy like in the frozen section like what are you serious I apparently not <laughs> I gotta go um, empty out my freezer now <laughs> yeah and like oh. when I like when I moved in with Steph, um, yeah, he didn't have the best quality foods in the house, which is yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, he didn't know either. So as I got more educated um, through my coaches at the gym, then started cleaning up my nutrition a little bit more. So how, um, long, how long into CrossFit did that happen that you started, like, changing your eating habits? Um. Honestly, in the first year, I started, like, kind of paying more attention to it, um, just making little changes. Um, I I noticed, like, first change I made was I was not eating enough protein, for sure. That's usually Um, the first thing that people, yeah. Yeah, so that was a, I know that's the first thing I did. Um, And then um, after... Oh man, I don't even know when it was. I started tracking my food, um, kind of when that started becoming the, the the thing to do. I I jumped on that. So were you um, just tracking calories? Were you tracking your macros? Were you tracking like, macros? Okay. Yeah. Um, I was following. I won't. I won't uh, name drop. I was following a template that told you like eat this within X amount of hours of waking up, then two to three hours later, eat this and this and this. Um, which I, I did see some changes, but like, it was, uh, it was a little aggressive. Mm-hmm. So As then, in like, it was like not enough calories for you or? Oh, totally. Yeah. Definitely not enough. So it, was um, it based on your training output or no? It was just like based yeah. on your height and weight. Oh, okay. It was based on activity level as well. Yeah, I think okay. I... 
I'd have to look it up, but I think it was like they had a light day. No, sorry. It started, they had a rest day, a light day, a moderate day and a heavy day. Okay. Um, so it's all relative. Like, like maybe like you and I do the same, let's say you and I did the same programming. Like maybe you think it's a light, a moderate day and I think it's a light day. Right. So it's, that's probably there's way too much room. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> um, I just find there was way too much room for like interpretation. Um, yeah. and then I remember, um, a nutrition company put out this article that was like, I think the title of it, Oh, the title got me. It was like, we've got to stop starving our athletes. And I read that and I'm like, Oh my God, like, I'm not eating enough. Yeah. So then so I do you started. Know how, how many calories a day were you eating? Do you, do you remember then? Oh yeah. Um, Cause my current nutrition coach asked me yeah. um, to do the math. And I think like on a rest day, I was eating like maybe 1600 calories. On a rest day? On a rest day. And then maybe eight, 1800 on a training day. Your, your BMR is probably around 1800, right? 16, yeah. 1800, right? So. Yeah, I think my BMR is uh, pretty close to 17. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was not good. Yeah. Um, so then I started eating more food and then all of a sudden, like, I was just losing weight like crazy. By eating more. Uh, so how much more were you eating than that, like, 1800? When I, when I started, I was probably at just hovering around 2000 okay. calories a day. Um, and then it was just a gradual increase as training got harder. And like now I'm comfortably, now I'm like 23, 2400 cows okay. consistently. Um, but yeah, as, as I started eating more, I just got lighter and lighter and leaner, which is so strange, but yeah, it's crazy. That's how it people works. Think, yeah, people think like, oh, I gotta like if I want to weigh less, I need to eat less, right? And no, no, no. Oh, Carbs are friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, balancing all that out, and then like it, yeah, it's pretty incredible. How I don't know how many people I've talked to that have started losing weight, feeling better, sleeping better, recovering faster, performing better by eating more calories, yeah. and not just yeah, yeah not just carbs, but like balancing those calories out and it's, it takes time to tweak and adjust, but you were, you were noticing changes fairly quickly once you were increasing that intake there. Yeah. 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 Like, awesome. Uh, I don't know it. I feel like that happened fast, um, yeah. but it was, it was sustainable. Like I did hit a point where I got a little too lean. Mm -hmm. Um, just then performance started dipping a little bit. So then yeah. my calories kind of bumped up. I probably, I'm probably 10 pounds heavier than I was at that point. And I'm just, I think I've kind of found my sweet spot. Right. Yeah. No, that's good. Like everyone needs to spend time. There, there's no like exact number for you. Like you have to, you have to be able to track it and, you know, find out what's working for you. Are you headed in the right direction? Like if someone's body comp, if their goal is to, to bring body fat down and bring lean muscle up or whatever, it's like, yeah, you can't just give someone a certain number. Like you got to track it and see if it's working and if you're headed in the right direction and stuff. And like you said, if you get to a point where you're sort of noticing performance declining, even though your weight has dropped, then, you know, yeah. you're not fueling yourself enough to be able to, to sustain that oh, no. output that you need. Yeah. And that's kind of where it helps like ask for help. Yeah. Right. If you don't, if you don't know if you're doing it right, that's just ask for help and you're good. Yeah. And then, so but, did you, when, when, cause you went and did your precision nutrition level one, right? Yeah. Um, so that's been, oh my goodness. I guess that's been about two years. Yeah. Two so and a how, half years. So how did that help you? Um, so you made some of these changes obviously before that and yeah. we're noticing differences. Then you did your level one. What, uh, for precision nutrition, like what did you, what did you learn in that? Was there anything that was like, you know, holy man, like I got this totally wrong or like this, it was just a good reinforcement of what you already knew. Yeah. Um, so because I had, like I hired my own nutrition coach. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
for the most part, it was just reinforcement that what we're doing is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but what blew my mind was like the science behind it because I I knew what I was doing, but I didn't know. Like pr- I remember reading um, about like basically that consuming protein like it your body has to work so hard to digest it that it's like pretty much burning calories to digest it and I remember that blew my mind I'm like that is so cool like this is why we tell people to like okay you want to lose weight like start by increasing your protein Mm -hmm. like yeah so just the science behind it was was super cool for me to learn just Um, the way things break down in your body yeah cellular level what happens yeah totally yeah. Yeah. There's so much cool stuff in there. And there's, yeah. there's a, there's a lot of nutrition information out there from a lot of different people. And I think like if someone's yeah. going to look for somebody to, to get nutritional advice from, um, you know, definitely, definitely do your research, make sure that they have some idea, um, and, and background in it too. And whether it is like precision nutrition, whether it is uh, like someone who's well ed- educated, like a dietitian or something like that, like yeah. do, do your research, see if your values line up with theirs. Because I think, um, you know, there's when I've, when I've worked other places before starting my own gym, there were people who would go and do like a fitness competition and they would be, you know, somewhat overweight and then end up going on a, eating plan of rice and chicken and green beans until they got to their like goal weight or stage weight or whatever. And then, um, that was, that was basically their diet for three meals a day sort of thing. And then it was, you know, it's, it's horrible. Like, yeah, they ended up going and dropping a bunch of weight and yeah, got some muscles popping out and stuff like that, but it's not sustainable. Right. Like when people see, like, if that's what you're looking for as a coach, like, sure they look great now but what are they like let's look forward fast forward a year from there or two years like now what are they like are they because I can guarantee they're not still eating chicken and rice and Mm -hmm. asparagus or broccoli or whatever it is like yeah yeah you you need to do your research to to find a a good coach right like you said make sure you're compatible you have the same views like I don't know like yeah. if my coach would have said like yeah you're gonna eat chicken um three times a day for the rest of your life i would have been like see ya <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and yeah maybe some people just don't you know don't know and i think the more yeah. you can kind of maybe educate yourself on it find someone that you can like sit down and talk to and see if your values line up then then that's awesome and, and i yeah, think a lot totally. of people are looking for very short-term gains as well which you know, isn't something that whether it is health and fitness and nutrition, like I don't push anyone towards like quick gains because that's not how it works. (laughs) You want it sustainable. You mentioned that before. Even like I actually, I had a a notification come up on my fitness pal and it's like, Oh, congratulations. You've been logging X amount of days in a row. And I'm like, Oh my God, like it's taken like three, four years to get here. Mm -hmm. right like I've been doing this for three or four years and like had I just done it for two or three months and been like oh well I'm not really seeing any changes like whatever this is obviously this is not working like where would I be today yeah no you definitely gotta you gotta do it for a good amount of time and uh and make sure that you're tracking and adjusting like if things are going in the right direction awesome keep doing what you're doing if you hit a wall like then you gotta reassess and adjust yeah, exactly. Got to be patient. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I think I want to maybe finish up with a few a few questions and then see if there's anything you want to add. But uh, I guess sure. if, if someone's wanting to maybe start their their health and fitness journey, um, you know, what what would you recommend? What would you say about about CrossFit? Um, I mean, I recommend it to. I think anyone can do CrossFit. There's such this popular misconception that you have to be fit to start CrossFit. And like, I think that's the biggest load of garbage because anyone can do CrossFit. It's, I love that it's, um, you can modify it for anyone. Like 
like my mom does CrossFit. Like we got kids doing CrossFit. Like mm-hmm. anyone and everyone can do it. So just try it. Do what you can, and yeah. Yeah, do the best you can. It's we've good. had we've had you know people come in that are like four hundred and twenty pounds, and like and right. do it. and they're not doing the exact same thing that you know someone who's been coming for eight years has been doing, but it's you know, as close as possible. And the goal is just like move, have fun and yeah, you know, enjoy, yeah, exactly. enjoy the people you're doing it with. Yeah. Like maybe everyone in your, in your class is going to do clean and jerks, but not everyone's clean and jerk is going to look the same. Like maybe someone is working from the hang. Maybe someone is um, only doing power clean and jerks because they can't get into a good squat yet. Maybe someone is doing full squats. Like everyone is doing the same thing. It just looks different. Oh, very cool. Um, okay, training wise, um, what do you what do you think? How often should people be exercising a week? Oh, oh, I I'm a new member. I'm like Roxanne. I wanna you know I wanna get fitter, stronger. I wanna I wanna look jacked on the beach next year. Like what do I what do I need to do? Or maybe two years from now, three years from now, whatever. How many days a week should I be working? Out? <laughs> yeah. Um, more is not always more. Um, I am a big believer of like, like three days on one day off, two days on one day off. Okay. Um, so I like at least take one full rest day a week. Um, if you, I mean, I know a lot of people just want to be at the gym more and just make sure they're checking all the boxes, but I mean, it's going to, going to be personal like depend on the person but um i don't know it i find two two rest days a week is pretty good keeps your body feeling good um for the most part but yeah don't overdo it because that leads to not looking jacked on the beach because you won't be able to sustain that (laughs) oh Oh, i like it i usually say to people like five five days a week or so so and that yeah. can be, like you said three on two uh, one off or whatever just to give yourself that break and yeah oh, that's awesome um last one intensity wise are you all are you always giving it like a hundred percent every single workout laying on the floor in a pool of your own bodily fluids after every <laughs> workout no definitely not like us it's funny you, you asked me that. Like I was talking to one of my friends this week and I would say maybe one day a week or like one, if that one workout a week, I'm like on the floor after I'm like, Oh my God, I can't move. Like, where's my water? Like, yeah, I need to get outside. Um, yeah, I would say, yeah, maybe once a week. Okay. But I even think maybe less. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like two days a week, I'm really just lifting. Like two days a week, I don't even do uh, a Metcon. Um, okay. So not yeah. you don't do high intensity cardio or anything no. like that or hit training Today, or whatever. Yeah. A couple times a week. Today okay. I did, and I lay on laid on the floor for yeah a hot minute. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, well, awesome. I think that's a, a, a big misconception. People think you have to go hard all the time. And, and that's like, you know, the sexy stuff that people post and all that. And yeah, you see, exactly. You know, you don't see like, you know, whether it's Matt Frazier or Tia Claire Toomey posting like their, you know, cardiovascular workouts where they might do like, you know, some distance training on the rower or whatever. Like, hey, right. this is me rowing for an hour or whatever, like building no, the engine. No, like no one wants to see that right <laughs> throwing but up videos like that yeah. no but um yeah I just think like if I was on the verge of like throwing up or like seeing the light <laughs> at the end of the uh, <laughs> like going into the going into the light at yeah at the end of every workout like I don't I wouldn't want to come back the next day because I'm like man like yeah. my like my nausea just settled and here we are again yeah. Um, no, you don't have to drive yourself into the ground every day to get fit. Okay. All right. Just, yeah. just wondering. Awesome. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> yeah.
Cool. Uh, all right. Yeah, give yourself a break, Paul. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm usually around 80, 85% effort, you know, in workouts. Oh, I don't, I don't yeah. bury the needle much anymore unless I have to, but yeah. just like, yeah. Then I, I find unless that. Unless it's like the open or like a qualifier workout. I think that's the last time. Like even, even then I don't like, I'll still walk, usually walk away after a workout. I won't be like passed out on the ground, but I'm just like, I I just don't feel like going to that place. It's like, it's not comfortable. No, but, uh, yeah. Like if you don't need to, then, then don't, but yeah, I'm like, yeah, I I don't go there very often either. (laughs) No. So, all right. Um, any, anything else you want to add or, you know, say, I don't think so. No, I think we covered thanks, a lot. Was thanks for having me on, though. No, this is awesome. I know we had hopefully <laughs> talked about it a long time ago, but I'm glad we got this. Uh, I'm glad we got this this session in, and this is my first Zoom podcast. And I thought, hey, like I got to get some real people on here. And since I can't talk to anyone face to face, might as well yeah. might as well do it this way. And I still get to see your face, so that's a good thing. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was thinking. I don't think I've seen you guys really since. COVID really Before hit. Before COVID, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I just spend my weekends. Yeah. Basically at Stark and yeah. It's been like almost a year. Well, no, I guess like nine months, but yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully it'll, soon. It'll happen again eventually. Yeah. Whether, yeah. Whether restrictions, you know, numbers go down and restrictions are loosened or, uh, you know, a vaccine comes out, but that's, that's, yeah. Could be a, I'll be back to being a topic a, on its own. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be yeah. back to being a Stark member on the weekend in awesome. no time. Looking forward to it. Well, yeah. awesome. Thanks again for uh, for doing this and taking the time to do this podcast. And uh, yeah, we hope you guys learned something from it and that this podcast is going to at least make you a little bit better than yesterday. Thank you for making the time to listen to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. If you liked our show, please head over to the iTunes store and give us a rating. If you have any questions or suggestions about topics you'd like to hear us cover or people you think should be on this show, please let us know so we can make it happen. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that this podcast makes you better than yesterday.